What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. The one thing that, you know, just from taking the takeaway from last week, uh, it's many things, but the one thing that I bring into this, this lesson, this discussion is God is seeking those worshipers. He's seeking them. He's looking for them, right? He, he's reaching out and, and calling out for them. He, he, this is what he's looking for, right? He ain't got them all yet. Exactly. He doesn't have them all. And just as you pointed out, brother, just as you pointed out, you said the harvest was white. It was ripe. It's, it's, it's plentiful. The harvest is plentiful. And, you know, I don't know who all we have on the call, but, you know, jumping now, we're jumping into today's discussion. You know, there was a couple questions posed. And I'm just going to open it up for the floor. You know, I'll stop talking and you guys can just chime in uh, however the Lord leads you. But the first question was, uh, Jesus said something, and it was, it's marvelous in what he said. He said, my meat is to do the will of my Father that sent me. My meat, my meat. And I'm mixing King James and a whole bunch of versions. Uh, but if you just want me to read it, he says, Jesus said to them in 34, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And the, and the question that that triggered triggered my uh, my thinking was, what does he mean by that? What does he mean by that? What did God mean by my food is to do the will of him who sent me? Anybody? I think it goes along the purpose of the meat is the purpose, what you're mm-hmm. supposed to be there for. That's what his mm-hmm. meat, that's what his food is, that's what his drive is, is the purpose of what he's supposed to be there for, which is to save save lives and bring people closer right. to God. Right, that's good. And in a that's very subtle way, and, and in a very subtle way, he mm-hmm. is pointing to God. He said, "You say what? He's what? What's the guy?" Say, in a very subtle way, he's he he's telling the lady that I'm about God. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. His will. Right. His work. Mm-hmm. Not my work. Not my will. His work. Right. <clears throat> Anyone else? And if you stop and think about the physical, what's the what's the physical purpose of of food. Right, right. Right? Pre- so now, replenishment. Now, 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 it replenishes, it nourishes, huh? Yes. So what, well, well, in, in the spiritual, mm-hmm. oh, he's saying that, hey, obeying and doing his will is what energizes, what replenishes, what nourishes me. Spiritually. Right. Right. So this is Brother Jerry. Oh, go ahead. Um, when I think of that is everything that you take uh, into your body, everything you eat, everything you drink, everything mm-hmm. that you do is for the will of my Father. There's not anything that I do unless I do it for God's will. 
I don't yes. even uh, get out the bedroom and go into the, to, to the next room without the will of my father. And anything I consult or any situation that I go through today is consulting the will of my father. Every situation, even at a workplace, everything that's partaken in me is for the will of my father. Amen. So, Good. We have to we have to look at it that uh, our life is not our own. He said we are bought with a price. So yes. everything we do honor God. So that food that we take in, it should honor God in every way that our lifestyles and everything we do each day is for our Father in heaven. Yes. yes. Amen. That's yes. good. Yes. Anyone else? The second question was everybody has basically answered the question. You know, it's, uh, it brought it out beautifully. Uh, the second question is, and we was touching on it, but what is the will of God? What is God's will? Reconciliation. Reconciliation. That's good. Yeah. Reconciliation. To restore things back to Genesis 1-1. Right. 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 Yes, yes, go ahead, sister. Second Peter 3, 9 tells us that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as mm-hmm. some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, Lord, not mm-hmm. willing, willing. Yes, that they sir. should perish, yes. but that they should come to repentance. Yes, yes. So yes. one of the things that God wills <laughs> is that every man should be saved. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it, people. That's it. Those are the answers. And so we, I don't have and to we, There is no other answer. Right. There's no other that's, purpose. That's, that's, that's it. Right. So, so now, now the question is for you, for you, and this is rhetorical, what is God's will in your everyday walk? What is God willing for you to do? That's that's, and you know the answer. You just said it. You just yeah. said it. You know the answer. What God yeah. is willing for me to do? And when you go into the text, right? What was Jesus saying? Just as what we talked about earlier, He said the harvest. The harvest is right, right? Yeah. The harvest is right. The harvest is plentiful. The harvest is plentiful. Yes. Yeah. And this is the amazing thing. Because now I want to talk about the woman at the well. This is the amazing thing. When you look at this woman at the well, she had an agenda. She had an agenda. She had a, a, a usual routine that she followed out or she carried out each day. And I'm not sure how often she went to the well. I'm not sure the time that she normally went to the well. But, but this particular time when she went, she met God. She met God. And in her meeting of God, just as we discussed earlier, her response to him was asked what she was familiar to, what she was accustomed to. It was, it was, a, a, it was an accustomed response, you know, not knowing who he was, not knowing how he maneuvered, not knowing the perfect will that he had for her. All she knew was how she responded to him based on whoever taught her how to respond to him growing up. And I say that because a lot of us was taught how to respond to God a certain way. Right. We was taught to do certain things. We were taught to say and talk and and dress a certain way. We were taught this, 
You know, we, we have this thing that we put on when we get in the church. You know, we have these church things. I wrote a book, and I normally don't talk about that, but I wrote a book, and I had it in my book where there are certain things that we say, you know, we say, oh, I'm blessed, I'm, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored, or I'm blessed and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and no, it's, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong that I'm saying, but these are things that you come into when you get into a church realm and, and you say these things, you say these things because you pick up on them from a sense of people teaching you how you are to act, people teaching you how you're to act. Oh, I'm sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. We say these things, we say these things, because people teach you to say these things. And then God comes along, and he has a certain way he wants you to be based on his will. And what is his will? Reconciliation for, for all men to come into the faith, right? But we are over here responding to him based on how we were taught, but then we're living a totally different way. Yeah. Our life and what we're saying aren't matching. Don't match. So then... Who's getting the glory in that, right? Who's getting the glory? Is God getting the glory in that? Is God getting the glory when I say I'm blessed, I'm sanctified, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost? Or am I just trying to get people to see that I'm something, I'm saying I'm something, and I'm, and I'm not what I was, but I'm something, but I'm not what I, I'm not what I should be, but I'm something. I'm something. I'm something. Right? <laughs> Smack dab in the middle. I'm not what I was, but I'm not what I should be, but I'm something. And I want people to see that. I'm saying this, right? And, and, but these are things that we talk. But then God comes and says, I'm, looking, I'm seeking worshipers, true worshipers, that, that, that has this spiritual connection with me, and they are enacting it. They are enacting it. They are living it out. So you go back to the woman at the well. She had her response. Because I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about this woman at the well. She had this response to God, right? And God had to tell her, no, 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 no. You don't know what you're worshiping. You don't know who you're worshiping. You're just responding in, 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 in accordance to how you were taught growing up, never, never obtaining a connection with me. Now, now let, me, let me help you a little bit. Not, not you guys. I'm saying this is Jesus talking to the woman. Let me help you a little bit. God wants us to worship in spirit and in truth. God wants us to worship in the spirit and in truth, right? And then her response to him was, well, when the Messiah comes, he's going to tell us. He's going to give us all of these answers. He's going to answer all of this stuff for us. Basically, he's going to make this clear. We will, we will begin to know it clearly how we are to respond to God when the Messiah comes. And Jesus breaks it down to it, simply put. He said, the person you're talking about, I am he. he. And it was like the scales fell from her eyes all of a sudden. It's amazing how just all of a sudden they fell from her eyes. And she was, she, she, it was like her whole life changed in an instant of God saying, I'm he. She heard him, right? She heard him. She heard him verbally, audibly, and internally. Something changed in that moment. It clicked. It finally made sense to her. What? I am he. I am this personal God that, that wants you to have a personal relationship with me. I want to know everything about you. This is God talking to her. I'm, I'm just talking. But I want to know everything about you. Think about that for a second. God wants to know everything about me, but he already knows because he made me. Jeremiah said, before you made me in the womb, you knew me. But, but, but guess what? He wants you to tell him. He wants you to share it with him. It's amazing that I would say that, right? Well, let's go back to Genesis. Genesis, he made Adam. And then he told Adam, he said, 
I'm going to bring you these animals, and I want you to name them. And then in the scripture, it says he brought it to Adam to see what Adam would name them. What he would name them. What Adam would name them. It's like, well, hold up, Corey. What does that have to do with anything? Well, let's say this. What, what, did, what did I just say from Jeremiah? Before God made Jeremiah, he knew it. When he was in the womb, he knew it. So before Adam said anything to him about what he would name the animals, God knew what he would name the animals. Mm-hmm. So why did God want Adam to tell him what he would name them? Because it's a personal relationship. It's a personal interaction. God is wanting you to share everything about you with him. Why are you hiding? Why are you hiding? So when you share it with him, he sees it. Now he can help you see what he wants you to be. He can help you to see his perfect will. What is that perfect will? We just said it. For everybody to come into the faith. Because, see, when my mind is occupied with everybody coming into the faith, I don't have time to be occupied with anything else. That's right. Amen. Does that make sense? I don't have time to be occupied with anything else. I'm still in the text. I'm still in John chapter 4. Let me go back. Let me make sure people see this woman at the well. In an instant, it clicked. It changed. Her whole life changed. What do you mean it changed? She dropped the water bucket. She didn't even take the water bucket to wherever she was intended to take it initially. She was going to take it somewhere. She dropped it. Left it right there at Jesus' feet. Left. And the scriptures point out that. It's so eloquently point out she left. Her water pot. Why did he say that? Because she that was a She chopped it. She no longer was living for herself. And then guess what she did? She went to the town. She went to the town and she told them what? She told them, come see a man. Come see a man. See, her whole agenda was now occupied and filled with this man that told her everything that she ever did. Everything that she ever did, it was, it was no longer about her. It was no longer about her. It was about doing God's will. And Jesus came and just said, oh, man, it switched over. It was, like, it was like watching a movie where there were multiple things going on in the movie in different scenes. So you had the scene where the woman is going off and saying, come see a man. And then you had Jesus talking to his disciples. He's always teaching He's always teaching. He's telling them, man, I had to eat. Then he comes back and says, my meat is to do the will of my father. He's occupied. He's occupied with doing what God is wanting him to do. Does that make sense? He's occupied with doing what God wants him to do. And what does God want him to do? He wants him to make sure everybody that he comes in contact with are recognizing God. It's just that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. Jesus comes in contact with, they are recognizing God. And that, that doesn't always mean that you're sitting here telling people about the God that you're serving. Oh, you're living it out. You have a reason for everything you do. And when they ask you, you're quick to tell them quick what that tell. reason is. It's about God. It's because of God. It's because God has planted me here in this very moment to do this very thing, like the brother said earlier, about the, uh, whether I'm on the job, whether I'm in the grocery store, whether I'm coming out of the shower or going into the shower, it's about God. It's about what God has planted me here to do. We're all on assignment. You know, some of us, we try to figure out, man, what does God want me to do? Whatever you're doing right now, you're on an assignment yeah. for God. Yeah. Whatever it is, God is preparing you for something. And before you got to this place, he was preparing you to get in this place of where you are right now. He prepared you to get to where you are. Well, before I got right here, I was working at this place. Now I'm laid off, and God was preparing you to be laid off. 
right now. Mm. He was preparing you to be laid off. And see, you know, a lot of times it's like, no, hold on, brother, man, nah, he wasn't preparing me to be gay, was. Because, see, in this layoff period, he's preparing you for something else. He closes one door, he opens up another door. He closes one door, he opens up another door. But when you were wherever you were, were you accepting the preparation? Were you accepting the preparation? Was it about God's will or was it about your will? Was it about God's agenda or was it about your agenda? Because, see, this is where we get trapped. This is where we bumble, right? Because we so caught up with our own agenda, so caught up with what it is that we, what we want to do, not about what God wants us to do. Wow. This is amazing. This is an amazing part right here. The, the people said they first believed because of her testimony. Her testimony. Say, so why is that amazing? Well, it's amazing because what she testified was, he told me everything I ever did. Yeah, we did. She but sounded like to... Right. Right. And you say, why is that amazing, Corey? Because, you know, in the church that I grew up in, <laughs> uh, when we had testimony service, we always talk about where we're not and where we're not. <laughs> that makes sense? We yeah. always talk about where we're not and where we're not. And I ain't saying yeah. anything is wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. Please understand what I'm trying to say. We, we this is what we talk about. This woman didn't talk about where she wasn't and where she yeah. wasn't. She talked about God. She testified of her encounter with God. Yeah. God told me everything that I ever did. That's it. That was all she did. She just testified about God. God. Uh, it wasn't, oh, I'm not here and I'm not there. I'm not here and I'm not there. No, no. And it's like, well, well what's wrong with that? It's, no, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But who is that uplifting? Because on the one end, you say you're not where you were, so then you say, oh, well, God changed me here, but then you say you're not where you should be, but then it's like, well, God ain't big enough to take you to where you should be. <laughs> so who's getting uplifted? That's the point. That's when you think about it, what well, think about it. Well, who's getting uplifted in that scenario when I'm talking about where I'm not and where I'm not? But when all I do is talk about my encounter with God, then that's all they see. But, but does that make sense? That's all they see. If I'm just telling, all she did was testify. He told me everything I ever did. She was just talking about God. Yes. She was just talking about God. This is the amazing thing. Yeah. About Not God, too. This is, yes, this is the amazing thing about God. Yes, Lord. God is so awesome. He's so patient. He's so patient. He's so patient. He's so uh, loving. He's so enlightening. Yes. He's constantly giving us opportunities to give him the glory. And I got to share this story. I got to share this story. About a year ago, I did a Bible study. Uh, I was leading a Bible study discussion similar to this one, and it was with a group called Kingdom Builders Movement. And we were talking about uh, in the lesson, because we, we were going to go out and we were going to witness to cities, various cities. And the discussions was based on witnessing. We were talking about witnessing, and each lesson was similar to this where we built upon whatever we talked about the week prior. And the, the brother with the visionary, I was introduced to a brother with a visionary by a, a friend of mine. Uh, we had mutual friends, and the brother had the vision, and he, 
you know, he made, he proposed to me. He said, brother, I want you to help prepare us to go out and witness, help prepare and go out to witness. And God was already, had already prepared me for that request. I was already prepared for it. So it wasn't like he was asking me to do something I didn't know that I was going to do. He had just, it was just the timing had lined up. But make a long story short, we went about and we were doing the discussions and we were growing and we were building, but then it was always something going on. And he would always lead people to me. He's like, brother, you need to talk to this person. You need to talk to that person. He always would just yield to me to go and help counsel. And I would counsel. I would counsel. And then one time I, I counseled and, and something happened. What happened was there were some people that didn't make a call. And one of, the, one of the members were concerned about what was going on. And I shared with them, well, we didn't, we didn't stay on the call because of this reason. And, well, she didn't like it, so she ended up continuing to try to contact the brother. But he would always try to get all of the pressure off of him so that they would come to me, and we would, and I would basically alleviate it. But in this particular incident, it didn't get alleviated. And the, the young lady kept pursuing him, and then it came back to me, and then him and I ended up having a disagreement on how I handled it. And then we went our separate ways in a sense of uh, not necessarily God separating us, but because of my own pride, I allowed us to part ways on bad terms. Mm-hmm. And God in that instant told me, he said, you need to apologize. But I wasn't ready. Yeah. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to apologize. And, and I want you to see something. I don't want you to focus on me. I want you to focus on something. God had to prepare me for this place where I am. Because a year ago, I wasn't where I am. I was doing a discussion, but I wasn't sharing God. I was sharing wisdom, but I wasn't sharing God. And, and I want you to see something that God did. God permitted me to keep moving, keep growing. I didn't apologize. I didn't. I wasn't ready. Why? Because I felt justified. I felt justified in what I was doing. Yeah. I felt justified in what I was doing. I couldn't, I couldn't let it go because I didn't feel like I had did something that merited the response I got from him or anyone mm-hmm. else. But God kept working on me. But God. kept working on me. God kept working on me. He kept shaping, shifting, molding, correcting, shaping, shifting, molding, correcting. And then a year happened. A year came into fruition, and He said, "You need to apologize." And this amazing part was, I was like, wow, I don't understand why it took me so long to apologize, but I apologize. And, and immediately the response I got was, you don't understand what that did for me, for you to apologize about what happened a year ago. I don't understand. When I reached out to the brother and I apologized to him, I don't understand what happened. I do not have a clue, and it's not for me to understand. But in the words, even in the reasoning that he instantly responded to me after I, re- after I reached out to him to apologize, it showed me that I was, in, I was doing the will of God. Yeah. I was doing the will of God. It wasn't just something for me to do. It wasn't just something that I just did. No, it was the will of God. It was God preparing me for this place. God prepared me for that moment, that exact moment, because that, in that moment, whatever it was that he got from me, he needed it moment, and he got it. He got it. Why? Because with growing with God, 
occupied myself with growing with God. And I'm not saying look at me as an example. Please don't. I want you to look at God. God permits us sometimes to dwell and linger in certain instances. When, 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 what? When our mind is focused on him. He could have killed me in my sin. I was in sin, people. He could have killed me in my sin. He could have killed me in my sin. Then where would I be? Then where would I be? Right? And I want you to think about that because we're talking about the will, God's will in your life. God's will in your life. Sometimes we will say things like, I'm not ready, and then we depart. What do you mean we depart? This woman, she could have listened to Jesus and got what he said, and she could have rejected everything he said in that moment. But she didn't. She still had to go home to this dude that wasn't her husband. She went back home to him. That had to get straightened out. She went back home to him. But in the instant, in the changing instance, she didn't go home to him. She went and she what? Gave the testimony. Come see a man who told me about everything that I did. Come see a man that told me about everything that I did. And in our lives, it has to represent that. We may have some things that are holding on to us that isn't of God's will, but we got to keep holding on to it. We can't keep holding on to it. We can't keep putting it in the forefront. We can't keep saying, I'm not here, but I'm not there. No, I'm growing. I'm growing. This thing over here may not have come out yet, but all of this other stuff, I've grown past it, and I keep growing past it. Things that may that come up in my mind, I'm growing past it. This other stronghold, God is working it out of me. God is working it out of me. It ain't I'm not there, I'm not here. No, I'm going. I'm moving. I'm constantly moving towards God's divine and perfect will for my wife. Why? So that people can continually to see God being uplifted, God being uplifted. God, our God isn't little. He's not small by any stretch of imagination. As he says, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We, gotta, we have to stop clinging to this foolishness that our God is weak and we just have to be subjected to the sin that is in our bodies. No, we do not. We do not. We have to be subjected to the God that is within us because he's greater than anything that can come against us. Any sin that has a hold on us, he can bring us out of it if we so choose. If we so choose. And why? And why? Why are we choosing that? so that people can see our Father and glorify him. As, he, as Jesus stated in Matthew, let your light so shine that men see your good works and glorify what? Your Father in heaven. Father in heaven. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Our Father is a big God. He's a big yes, God, and he has a perfect will. We just have to tap into it. We have to tap into it. We talk about hearing from God clearly. I can't hear from God clearly if I keep wanting to hold on to this weakness me. that I have. Yeah, I got to let me. that go. I got to let it go. I got to get in the place of preparation and let God prepare me for this very place that I'm in. In this very place that I am, I got to let him prepare me for the very place that he's taking me to. Yes. I got to let him do it. And when I say let, that means, simply means, as we talked about in our other <laughs> Bible discussion, Sister Annette, I got to submit to his will. Yes, Lord. I got to submit. I got to submit to his will. I got to submit to God getting the glory in all that I do. I got to submit to it. Oh, yes. In all that I do. Even that little weak part that I, I uh, uh, 
I got to submit it to him. I got I to gotta put it on the altar. I can't keep holding on to it and saying, uh, I'm not perfect because I keep wanting to hold on to it. No, I got I to gotta put it on the altar. I got to put that on the altar. I'm done. If anybody has any other comments, questions, remarks, whatever you want to do, sing, yell, Corey, you don't know what you're talking about, anything. You know, we, we'll take that offline, of course. You know, we'll take that <laughs> offline, but, but the floor is yours. Anybody didn't get to answer the wheel that they want to share, please share. Uh, thank you for sharing. Yes. Amen. It just shows that God is patient with us, so thank you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he's long-suffering. Yes. There, there are stages that, that we go through. We, we, we meet Jesus like the woman at the well. She, she met Jesus, and then she learned about Jesus. Yes. Because he began to show her who he was he when he talked with her. So she yes. learned about Jesus, and then she accepted him in her heart, yes. and she came to believe in him. And then yes. she went out and did the Amen. will of the Father and went to other not. people yes. so that they, too, might be saved. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Chief. Yes, yes. 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 That's an example of her believing in her profession. Yes. And yes. and the Samaritans, if you notice in that section, many of them believe because of what she said. Yes. But then there were others who didn't believe until they heard Jesus from for himself. That's it. That's it. And that's it. And so and so that makes sense. And so that makes sense of what, what John tells us later. If I be lifted up. Yep. I'll draw. If yes, I be lifted Lord. up. Yes, Lord. I'll draw. Yeah. Yes, Lord. And he's lifted up when I decrease. That's it. Yes. That's it. Yes. I, I think the, the people that she witnessed to mm-hmm. saw that there was a change in her. In her. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, my question is, um, when you were talking about how people say they're blessed and they're highly favored and you said yes. something along the lines of uh, it doesn't sound like, you know, that's the true them or something to that extent, to say, oh, you being fake and phony, but they might be speaking positivity over their situation and trying not to be negative over their situation. Sister, can I say something here, baby? Yes, ma'am. May I say something? I, I, I see what a little bit deeper in what Pastor is saying. Because so many times, sweetheart, I hear people talk about I'm blessed and highly favored. Mm-hmm. I hear them say that. But in their heart, in, that, okay. in their mm-hmm. heart, they don't even believe what they say. Yeah. Because while they're saying it outwardly, inwardly, they're worried about, mm-hmm. I can't pay my bills. Mm-hmm. I, 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 especially when they lose their job. Right. They're, 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 they're saying it like Pastor said, because they're taught to say that. But do they have mm-hmm. faith that God will pay their bills? Mm-hmm. Do they have faith 
in in Jesus? Do they really have faith, or are they struggling? Yes. See, there's there's a diff, there's a difference between confessing God's promise yes. and confessing God. Yes. I can say what God says about me. Yes. But my real confession is that God is who he is. In yes. spite of my circumstance. Yes. Yes. But so many times the circumstances overwhelms us. And right. the circumstances become God and we take our eyes off right. of God. Because yes. of the circumstances. Listen, listen, listen. The doctor tells someone they have cancer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the Bible says by Jesus stripes we are healed. Right. The Bible says that yes. all weapon formed against us will prosper. Yes. God says, I forgive all your iniquities and heal all of your diseases. He tells us if we make him our refuge, even the most high habitation, no evil will befall us, nor shall any disease come not our dwelling. Yeah. But the doctor say, I have cancer. Yeah. Whose report are you going to believe? Going to believe. See, this is where the rubber meets the road. Meets the road. Mm. Can you still say I'm blessed and highly favored? Highly and favored. keep on walking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. This That's is good. where the rubber beats the road, y'all. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I'm not just saying this, baby. I'm not just saying this to be saying it. My cousin was diagnosed in 2015 with stage four renal cancer. Stage four, no, no, rectal cancer. Rectal cancer, yeah. yeah. Rectal cancer, stage four. Now, the doctors had to sign some papers because they're going to put her in the medical journal because they never saw anyone respond this way to stage four rectal cancer. <laughs> they said the cancer couldn't move. It's just mm-hmm. sitting there. Mm-hmm. Because no weapon formed against us can prosper. You've got to get God's word in your heart mm-hmm. until you believe it. Right. Over every situation. Even if you lose your job, you've got to right. believe that God said, I'll make it work together for your good. For yeah. your good. Yes, that's right. Remember how Job put it? Though, he Though you slay me. me. Yet will I trust him. Yes. That's right. Yet will I trust him. Yes. yes. Will, but will, will you really do it? That's what pastor is saying. Thank you, pastor. Yeah. That's what yeah. pastor is telling yeah. us. Yes. We we say these things, but when when the rubber beats the road, and when the report is given, do we really believe it? Yes. Yes. Do, do we obey the faith? That's it. That's right. That's right, brother. That's it. That's right. That's it. Yeah, that's the test. May I enter, uh, may I ask something, Pastor uh, Corey? Yes, go ahead, please. Yeah, this is brother Dre. Um, what is interesting is that, of course, man looks on the outward appearance. Yes. God looks on the heart. Yes, heart. brother. Yes, brother. And, 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 you know, one thing we can put on our flashy clothes and we can <laughs> put on our, our makeup and we can have our hair cut 
trimmed to perfection, but God is looking on the inside yeah. person. Yeah. He's looking at that heart. Yeah. And when we look at things, he says the humble will be yeah. exalted. Yeah. The exalted will be humble. humble. And, and we do go through the process. That one thing I love about what you said about the woman at the well, what's interesting is that Jesus was having a conversation with somebody he wasn't even supposed to. Supposed to be. Yeah. Right, uh, right. Actually, Jesus humbled himself that she was shocked that he was even having a conversation with him in the first place. It shows that we as Christians, do we actually go into areas where people don't really hear the word and talk talk about Jesus? Do we go into the the guttermost streets? Do we go into areas in jail houses and and are we too busy strictly being in a church for walls where we only talk to each other? So there's a type of humbleness where God wants us to come humble. Last year today, today on the 8th, I lost my father due to a a illness uh, of a type of uh, cancer that attacked proteins. And, and what was interesting, did people pray? Yes. Were their hands laid? Yes. Did we believe that he could be healed? Yes. yes. But yes. do you have enough faith that when it does not happen, that it was still all for the good? It was awful. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And, that is true. and a lot of people, yes. when, when they don't say uh, it doesn't happen the way they thought it would, do you yes. still have enough faith that your faith right. fails not? Right. That's where when when it doesn't turn out the way you thought it was, yes. you say God is in control. Right. And the right. Bible teaches us that we don't act like others act when our loved That's ones it. die. You see, yeah. we don't act a certain yes, way because we believe in Christ oh. that we will see them again. So today Thank when people you, say, uh, Brother Thank Dre, you, you, you still went to work and you still yeah. have a great yeah. attitude. I yeah. received the, the you, best Jesus. evaluation on my job during the process that my dad yeah. was dying, and it encouraged other mm. people yes, to say, what do you know that I do not know? Yeah. And it must be God that can only carry us through this storm. Exactly. And that's where when it doesn't happen the way it does happen, if your loved ones do get cancer, yes. you still rejoice in Jesus, yes. knowing yes. that his promise is yes, sure. Yes. You cannot forget that when people are watching us yes. and looking at yes. us, yes. and when we go through that storm and we're trying to get out of it too fast, God says, think it not strange, but it's fiery trial, which is yes, a lot Yes, Lord. So that's yes. what we really yeah. need to say. You know what, yes. Lord? You are you are right there in this storm with me, and I have yes. to be still and not get ahead yes, of Lord. you. But I just want to share that with, with, with the yeah. brothers. It's beautiful. That even though that's I lost good. my dad, I am glorified that I was there. That's it. That, 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 that my dad died in Christ Jesus. There's a promise. There is a mm-hmm. promise yes. that I will mm-hmm. see my dad again. Yeah. Yes, Amen. Thank you. you know, we you know we 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 often testify that, or at least you hear in our church groups that that he looked beyond my faults and saw my need. Yes, Lord. If we're going to be Christ-like, we're going to have to do the same thing. That's it. We're going to have to look beyond our faults. Yes. 
and see the God that we need. Yes, Lord. That's it. Beautiful. That's good, guys. Thank it's you. been beautiful. It has been. Beautiful. It's been beautiful. It's been a blessing. Thank yes. you. Yeah, that was a good message today. Yes. But here again, this is an example of the power when believers assemble. That's it. That is it. Thank you, Jesus. It's one thing to have a meeting. Right. Another thing to assemble. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you. Amen. Amen. And we will continue to build. We will continue to build because it's all about hearing from God more clearly. It's all about hearing from God more clearly. I can't allow anything to become in come in between me hearing from God. I can't allow anything to come in between me hearing from God. I can't allow anything to hinder me from walking in God's will, yeah. fulfilling the work, filling the work, his work. Yeah. I have to be like the woman at the well. I got to change my agenda. Mm-hmm. I have to change my agenda. Yes, Lord. Yeah. This is all I have, people. If uh, there's nothing else. Glory to God. Nobody has anything else. This has been lovely. I thank God for you yes, all. I yes, you pray all. you all would go in peace and go in God. Amen. Hey, Pastor Corey. Pastor Corey, yes, won't sir. you uh, close us out in prayer? Yes, when sir. We come I together sure will. And we have these discussions. We I pray sure will. Power. So won't you close us I out? I sure in prayer? will. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you. Lord, we just thank you for being an amazing God. An awesome God, a patient God, an all-knowing, an all-seeing, and all-loving God. Yeah. Loving God, loving beyond our faults, loving beyond our faults, Lord. You love us unconditionally. You, you love us righteously so that we can righteously be. You love us, Lord. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for the truth of, of opening up our minds to see you clearly to receive you and walk with you daily, to understand how you are interacting with us so that we will continue to interact with you and our fellow man so that they will continue to glorify you as we continue to walk in you. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to just be and just be in you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to continue to fellowship in you. We thank you for each member that have been on the call, each member that has shared, Lord, and each of those that have it, Lord, but we continue to thank you for them as well. We thank you for continue to bring us together and continue to just grow your truth in us as we continue to grow throughout life. We thank you again for the time. We pray that you, we bless each and every one that is on the call as we depart from this place. That they never depart from your presence. And I pray such in Jesus' name. Yes. Thank God. Amen. 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 Well, family. I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.